0: uh we're gonna give that the bronze fugitive gets the, oh, the
1: fugitive uh, that's yeah. a the silver medal
0: but the gold medal winner the greatest movie set in chicago is adventures in babysitting with elizabeth shoe oh <laughs> uh, that's a boo that's <laughs> don't a hard at boo me. timmy you're the worst <laughs> don't i you, will
2: not be taking <laughs> questions
1: <laughs> don't you dare go after elizabeth shoe all right um that's a locked bathroom answer right there. I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> yes, it is. Good Lord. What's wrong with you? It's a, just a family and What's wrong show. with me?
2: I saw Leaving All Las right. Vegas. 50
0: years of music with 50-year-old white guys. <laughs> Hey, um, Ben, more specifically, how are you, sir? Oh, you're muted. Dear God. (laughs) Hey, let's take two. Let's start (laughs) again. Let's take
1: two. (laughs) Stop this recording, though. Stop it and then start again. There's
0: absolutely no way I'm cutting any of that. That's gold right there.
1: Ben Barton, how are you? Should I mute myself again? I am fine. (laughs) I'm ready to do this. Let's go. Excellent, Jeff Simons.
2: Uh, I guess the same. Great. Uh, we're all business today, baby. I'm at work, which is a bummer in the summer, but and, I'm making the most of it.
0: And we should let our listeners know that the three of us are coming fresh from an ElectroCast record company meeting, where we're di- we're discussing Jeff Simons' uh, little tour in
2: September and October. Are you excited? And maybe, and and potentially the tie-in with this this little gathering as well. So we well, might have something fun to announce to you. We might not, but we might. So how's that for a little titillation? If,
0: if any of you live in Southern California and you like live rock and roll, you can go see Jeff Simons this September uh, or October. Play Or November, live,
2: or maybe or November. never, but we're gonna
0: work on it. We're gonna see And what we can the do. possibility exists that Ben and I will fly out and we'll record yes. the LA episode. Uh, live on stage. Uh Ben when was the last time you were live on a stage doing something. Oh,
1: it's oh well. I mean, I I speak all the time for work. Uh, yeah. I've probably not to be mean, but I've probably spoken to more people on a in an audience professionally as a law professor <laughs> than I will as a podcaster. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Okay, but we, I thought
2: that wasn't mean at all. I thought you were going to say I, I thought he's going to go. more people professionally last week than Jeff has played
1: for. Oh no, no, career. that's not true. That's not true at all. That's not true at all. But yeah, no, I've spoken to crowds of a couple hundred people, so I'm not all right. uh I can juggle, so we
0: we could pull this off. I think. Welcome to Fifty Years of Music with Fifty Year Old White Guys on the electrocast Podcast Network. It is season three. Our imaginary musical road trip. Jeff Simons, where are we headed to today?
2: Well, I see I can't remember because uh we go to all these little tiny places. So uh what what uh small uh Hamlet. nondescript place are we visiting this week? Chicken
0: a car, car can't go. That's how you spell Chicago.
2: Baby uh, let's here we go. go
0: with the arrival song. Woo. Now, uh, any objections to me picking the Blues Brothers version versus Robert Johnson's?
2: Yes, I have serious objections. I was going to make fun of you for it, but now I can't because you I, opened well, the door.
0: Well, I have, I have a justification. Uh, first of all, number one, I, at least I didn't pick Eric Clapton.
2: Yes, good okay. call.
0: Good call. But... The more I thought about the Blues Brothers and the impact that movie had on me at at a very pivotal time in my life, the more I wanted to give them a little credit. And we've already shown Robert Johnson love and talked about his impact uh, on music. But what about just a drunken John Belushi up there giving it his all?
2: You know, the Blues Brothers is a movie made by people on the edge of passing out. I mean, it's amazing to go back and watch it because there are performances where Belushi's like five seconds too slow delivering his line. And, you know, that's like take 90. And they're like, that's the best we're going to get. And it's still pretty entertaining. But I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I was too young to really understand how weird the Blues Brothers phenomenon was. That it starts as a Saturday Night Live joke. And then they're actually the The first
1: version of it is. So (laughs) have you read this on a live book? yeah Uh, all right so this there's an amazing story in there yeah the first season was a disaster and a mess and they didn't know what the hell they were doing and one of the things that they did that they thought would be funny is they got a bunch of weird um outfits including a bee outfit they had these bee outfits and they were pushing the performers to try and show up in bees and so the first recording of them is accurate and belushi in bee outfits (laughs) and i can't remember maybe they do "Sweet home chicago i think maybe it's uh hold on i'm coming but yeah they do yeah. one of their numbers first in the b outfits and they're like that was really fun and then they recast it as the blues brothers like that's yep. how goofy the start of it was
2: and then they're playing then they're selling out four or five thousand seat halls they do a national tour they have they have a shit hot live band behind them well, the, maybe, yeah. Dude, name the band name off the band because the band, band is fantastic yeah duck down on bass um steve cropper right yeah, Cropper, Walter Murphy on Sax. Um, I can't remember who the drummer is, but uh, it's an all star band. It's like the. It, and what's cool about it is that all these guys were toiling in obscurity. Like their moment had come and gone. And Dan Aykroyd's absolute obsession for old soul and blues, blues music and having the money to hire all his heroes to just play with them. That part's really interesting. Like when Aretha Franklin appears in the Blues Brothers in the movie. Like, her yeah. career's in the toilet. Like her last four records have tanked. She's done a disco record. Like Ray. Same with Ray Charles. Ray Charles is on like the the casino circuit at that point. Like that movie gave all of those amazing artists a gigantic shot in the arm, and they're also used as props for Belushi to feel like a rock star. I mean, it's such a weird. It's such a weird movie.
0: In the same city that. Uh, it's gonna have that really uncomfortable moment where they destroy disco records at the baseball oh, yeah, at stadium, Park. And, and, and the racial yeah. overtones are just like ew. Uh, and then this is happening
2: nearly at the same time. I will. I do want to say though that Dan Ericka plays a mean harmonica. He's a legit. Oh really? Very good harmonica. Oh cool. Player. Yep. Did not like know. He that. belongs. He's actually a good musician. It's Belushi. who's just like Belushi's just born to entertain. Like it, that guy could. That guy could do anything on stage. And so he's a pretty good lead singer because he's just he's such a magnetic personality. But acrid actually is a genuine aficionado of that music and knows what he's talking about. So.
1: All right. Did and you all can... try and show it to your kids? I, I've no. never. No. no, dude. I mean, I tried. I, I couldn't get all the way through Caddyshack. I knew there was no chance. I mean, it, yeah. it's really long and boring like yeah, it is. nothing <laughs> happens that's good or funny it's movie. really
2: <laughs> slow moving it's inc- i mean it's over two hours long it's two hours and 15 minutes long
0: the yeah. two of them the two of them going step by step to try and save the yeah it's a long but as one of my favorite lines in all the film by john
2: candy you like orange, orange whip? whip orange whip three orange whips orange whips i've I, i've heard you say that at every the bar i've ever me. been to with you Kills it. It. when you get up uh, when you get up to order around that's what you do orange rip, orange whip
0: hey uh let's go with Chicago trivia are you guys ready let's yes. see it. um all right let's see how well you know this uh who was the original drummer of Chicago hopefully Phil Collins no I idea think. it was Danny uh Serafine. uh Nothing. who was the producer who changed uh Chicago sound in the 80s
2: hopefully Phil Collins who, uh, oh, uh, you mean the band Chicago Sound? Oh, isn't that what we're talking about?
1: Oh, my God. You see what happened here, Jeff? <laughs> don't don't start typing. I want you to answer this off the top of your head. Uh, the band <laughs> Chicago Sucks, and I'm going to guess Phil Collins for everything.
2: No, but they, um, the producer uh, is a famous 80s yeah. producer, but I don't yep. know who it is.
0: Oh, it's David Mutt Foster. Lang.
2: Robert Mutt Lang.
0: David Foster is the Oh, David dancer. Foster, right. He's the guy uh, who did
2: "I'm thinking that it might be." Yeah, you.
0: all those songs, and then he does all those slow Peter Cetera songs. Uh, album number twelve by Chicago was not numerical. You know how this uh, Chicago one, Chicago two, Chicago—they actually gave uh, album twelve a name. What was it called? Hot Streets. You just looked that up.
2: No, I did not. <laughs>
0: Ben, you're supposed to say Phil Collins. Yeah, Hopefully Phil Collins (laughs) is the name of the record. (laughs) The answer is Hot Streets. That is weird that you would get that. Hey, man, what's the single from Hot Streets?
2: I don't know. I just know looking from flipping through albums, used album stores. I'd be like one, two, three, Hot Streets. I'm like, that's weird. (laughs) That's the only reason I know that. 13, 14, 15.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ben, is there a song from Hot Streets that you like? Presumably no, but I'm looking it up right now. Uh, no, I think
2: they, they had like a top
0: 15 hit off of hot streets. They have
2: so many hits that you've never heard of. And it's amazing. <laughs> like there's like 12 top 10 Chicago songs where it's like, I couldn't yeah. hum that to save yeah. my life.
1: Yeah. The, uh, the singles are alive again, 1978 and no tell lover. Both hit right? number 14. Right. No
2: tell lover. Never heard it. Yeah.
0: So we're, we're driving to Maine for July 4th last week. And, uh, Somehow Saturday in the park, I guess it was the Fourth of July comes on. It's live. I'm like, oh, this is great. Saturday, my my family is like, what are we listening to? It turns out I've happened upon a radio station broadcasting a Chicago concert from the 70s. Oh, we stayed and jammed with (laughs) Chicago for quite some time. It was
1: awesome. My family loves me. All right. Oh, my God. By the way, so the Hot Streets Wikipedia page is a strong recommend. (laughs) Okay. okay. Jeff, can you describe the picture?
2: Yeah, they're all like in an alleyway, all scrunched up against each other. They're running in different directions,
1: and two of them are hugging and holding each other, one carrying the other, which is fantastic. Nice. Yeah, okay. Then here's background. Having worked with James William Garcia since our 1969 debut, Chicago decided to part ways to the producer following the release of Chicago 11 in 1977. First of all, Chicago 11 must have really sucked. Like, <laughs> 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 Another major major change to the group was the death of guitarist Jerry yeah. Cass in 1978, who accidentally shot himself at a roadie's house yeah. while playing with a gun.
0: He thought Russian it was unloaded. Oh, uh, Wikipedia says he thought it was unloaded. But... Dude,
1: that turned dark. That got yeah. out of
0: hand right yeah. there. Tough cat for our boys. All right. Uh, Chicago is the third largest city in the United States. Uh, let's play closest to the pin. Ben Barton, how many people in the city of Chicago itself?
1: Third largest city in your United States of America. And uh, just a high, strong recommend from Ben Barton. Every time I've gone to Chicago, I've had just a fantastic, not a good, but a fantastic time. Yep. Um, I'm going to set the number of Chicago city residents 2.7. Above.
0: Uh, it is 2.7 because this is a psychotic
1: episode. So you guess mean streets and you guess 2.7. Get it right. Streets, whatever. Oh my
0: God. You guys Dude, are First of all, I'm fire. telling you, I'm
1: into the census. I'm really good at this part of the podcast. You this really is are. the only thing I'm good at. That it's a music impressive. podcast. Jeff gets all the music ones and I get all the census ones.
0: <laughs> uh, Jeff Simons, how many times have you been to Chicago?
2: Oh, a lot. 10, yeah. 11 times. I okay, ben,
1: ben, how about you? Yeah, something like that. My brother went to Northwestern, so I was oh, like, in and out of there a couple times a year. Okay.
0: I've been twice. I, uh, I had a good time. Yeah, I liked it. My, was, uh, You know that
2: story, that story I tell about making a stink at the hotel when they... Gave our rooms away when I took those kids to a conference. That was Chicago. That was Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, Um, Anyone know the date of the great Chicago fire that left 100,000 people homeless?
1: 100,000
0: people homeless.
1: Uh, Let's go 1892.
2: That's really good. I think it's 1895 or six.
0: I mean, the Chicago World's Fair is 18... What ninety-three? Uh eighteen seventy-one was the great oh, oh, Chicago oh, fire. Wow. Uh Chicago gives us lots of things. Lots of things. Let's uh cross off things that do not belong in our top five. Ready? Here are a number of things Chicago introduces to the world. The vacuum cleaner. The, zip, the zipper. Oh pro softball. Out neck yeah, con the dishwasher
2: bro. deep dish pizza meh yeah i go back and forth my local pizza place is famous for deep dish but i to be honest i prefer a thin crust myself
0: okay uh no relation to to deep dish pizza open heart surgery positive
2: yeah okay good uh the ferris wheel very proud. Um, oh i'm meh on a ferris wheel
1: very proud. once you're no on romance. it and... no romance are you holding hands on it, but... and you're like of course of you're they're... holding hands and when you get to the top you get the smooch in and they have one of bonnaroo the, the ferris wheel of bonnaroo alone is worth the okay. admission all well, right that's
0: pretty cool uh the
1: cell phone eh. what that started in chicago and not in like bell labs in new no, jersey no
0: that big motorola thing from the 80s yeah. that was chicago <laughs> uh
1: the skyscraper that's and not f- true. That's just laughably false. It definitely started in New York. Yeah. That's pathetic that Chicago would even try and pull that one out. Oh, my God. We're going to now we're going to lose our Chicago audience. Gosh, the darn band
2: Chicago is going to write. Us if you go through, through the
1: tallest building in the world list, there's uh-huh. like 11 from New York and maybe one from Chicago. Like. Right, there's but- a stretch in around when the um, 1880s, like in, yeah, 18- all the way through to to um, the Empire State Building, where it's just like New York, New York, New York, New York. They're just building them one bigger than the other. Uh, okay, we're, we're
0: gonna <laughs> we're gonna have the interns check on the uh, facts here. I think Chicago was first in the 1880s, 1887 or something with the first skyscraper. But hey, I could be wrong. And finally, the nuclear reaction. Anyone? Yay or nay?
1: That that's not in Oakridge. Like no, I'm, I, th- I'm I go thought see it was Oppenheimer. Tennessee. Are you sure it's not No. In Oppenheimer? University of Chicago? That All one right. I checked. Yeah. Okay, I like it.
2: Yeah. All right. I mean, I, I, I it depends on the nuclear if, reaction. I'm pro when it's not when it's good, and yeah. I'm anti when it's bad.
0: Well, I have right. a complicated
2: and, relationship to. And that was power. the thing. It was actually
0: in a dorm room, like in Real Genius,
2: uh, so it caused so it caused quite a
0: stir. Sorry. Um, oh,
2: God. The popcorn
0: scene in Real Genius. Thank you. Chicago uh, comes from the Miami word Chicago. Do either of you know uh, what Chicago means in that Miami language? No. I'll give you a hint it is a vegetable. Just An off- onion. Me onion is yeah we're gonna give it to him yes the uh the ugly cousin of the onion ramps uh uh that area had lots of naturally growing ramps um and so it was called Chicago, and that became Chicago huh. all right fun times fun times let's get to a segment I like to call the torture basement oh, boy. Ben Ben what's the name of this segment? It's the torture basement, Ben. It's not the let's hang out basement. It's not the let's get comfortable basement. Let's listen to chill music that we all recognize. You can't help you. So you're not going to help us out. It's It's the the torture basement. Right. And this time your host had time to put it together. I've got 15 songs. It's like two minutes and 40 seconds long. (laughs) hold on your hats get pens and pencils ready number one to fifteen i'm making you get 12 out of 15. let's do this
1: you ready buddy uh no but i'll do my best ladies
3: and gentlemen my uh conductor george rhodes is from chicago and every once in a while he gets terribly upset
1: show him your scars george Chicago, Chicago, that toddling town
3: as the snow flies. On a cold and gray Chicago morning, a poor little baby child is born in the ghetto. Now I'm walking on the sidewalks of Chicago. I was. Chicago raised the ladder, rock talking. Cats knock my tape like bugs. I'm as dressed as fruits. You pussy see it's you I rebuke. But there's a light up in Chicago. Chicago you never guess I I met her on the way to Chicago
1: A nice song. That was pretty, that at was the pretty end.
0: pro quality, right there, buddy. All right, let's go. Um, how'd you do? You're feeling strong. You're feeling good.
2: Uh, I'm wow. confident about ten of them. Oh wow! All right, well wow, let's uh,
0: let's uh, go for a commercial break, and we'll come back with the answers.
3: Life is hard, but finding a really great podcast makes the days go by so much easier. Hi, my name is Blue Tulusma. I'm a writer and emotional intelligence coach and the host of Humanize with Blue Tulusma, a podcast where we believe that when you humanize everyone in the room, a great conversation is almost guaranteed. Join us every week here on Electricast as me and my guest co-hosts unpack big topics and interview even bigger personalities with a sense of humor and a dash of mischief. If you're looking for a new best friend in your head, we've got you covered.
1: Chicago, I, I have a oh, really good feeling about night. the rap one. Oh, interesting. I'm feeling a lot stronger on it. Uh oh. Good. And okay. I think I've got an idea of one of the squirrely ones that was like <laughs> nine or ten. <laughs> okay. All right. All right.
0: Uh well, let's go from the top rope. Number one, Jeff Simons.
2: Well, I believe that is Mr. Sammy Davis Jr. That is I mean, correct. gotta be, right? By
1: the way, so totally agree. And here's what cracked me up is I had no idea through the introduction yeah. of the guy as soon as he started singing <laughs> I, I heard the eddie murphy imitation bass. as soon as i heard the imitation that's baby perfect yeah. i knew who it was oh
0: that's sammy yep uh, show, him, show him your scars george uh ben barton who's number two?
1: Oh, the mighty elvis on the elvis. comeback tour that's
0: that's fat elvis yeah
2: in the uh, ghetto in the ghetto uh number three jeff any guesses Country artists? I don't know. I don't know any country. Waylon Jennings. Ben, what do you think? Oh, no clue. Uh, Merle Haggard. Merle Haggard. All right, good one. Uh, I'm going to guess Merle Haggard the next time you do that to us.
0: Okay, good call. Number four. Counting on Ben.
2: Ben, who'd you say? Common. Common
0: is correct.
1: Yeah, baby! Dang
0: it. Dang it. That's one I thought I'd sneak I, I
1: actually really, yeah, I considered him as an artist. I love Common.
0: Yeah, good stuff
1: uh number five jeff science way, there's like eight oh. more famous common songs than that though so that was mean spirited yeah. <laughs> it took me a minute <laughs> that
2: was really well done uh, uh this is a crappy modern rock band so correct uh, oh, i had a guess what is yours my guess is
1: Fallout Boy, who I'll I think we from that. Chicago. Bitch. Son of a
0: bitch. Dude, before yes. we got
1: on today, I read The Chicago Artist. So it's kind of helped me a little bit. Uh, That's Fallout awesome. Boy is correct.
2: We're uh, going to be fine then because I feel really good. I got like 11 in a row I feel good right, about here. right, six. Those are your friends in Bon Jovi, I believe. Yeah, all, I the,
0: all the way from New Jersey. Uh, Number seven, Ben. An actual That's... good song by ZZ Top. Yeah,
2: from Trace Ombres, 1973.
0: Also, you should thank me for not picking the fish version. Uh, I'd have gotten
2: that too, though.
0: <laughs> Je- <laughs> uh Jeff, you seem like you recognize number eight. Yeah, it's Ryan Adams. It is indeed Ryan Adams. Gosh, you guys are. And then number nine. Is my MJ. And I've never heard that. Have you ever heard that before? No, but it can't be anybody else. I couldn't i was like there's a michael jackson song i've never heard huh all right
1: this should have tripped you up number 10. all right so um jeff do you want to take a guess because i've got a guess
2: you go first and then i'll guess also so don't say he's wrong and we'll decide which guess we like among
1: the various artists that are from chicago that i found rather surprising was a little band i like to call sticks and I think that's uh,
2: Sticks. So do I. I think that's Dennis Young of Sticks. That was my guess.
0: <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Yes! I can't believe it, <laughs> baby. By the uh. way, Jeff,
1: did you know they were from Chicago? No, <laughs> I assumed they were from Japan because of Mister Romano. Oh, I assume <laughs> they
2: were from like I assumed they were from like Lawrence, Kansas. That those guys were like, we uh. have to get out of here, like. Start Can't playing believe, really hard. I mean, they were really
0: going for it on that song. They thought they
2: had uh six
0: never big old, doesn't go for it. Number. That guy
2: sings every song like it's the last yeah. number in Phantom of the Opera. It's unforgivable.
1: <laughs> uh our boy number eleven. Zufian. Yes,
0: yeah, yep. Zufian. You Stevens. had several
1: actual good songs, Timmy. This was not yeah, was this good. was like parts
0: right. of it were not torture at all. But then number 12 should have been torture.
2: Chicago. Sing, singing about Chicago, Chicago, worst, the worst period of Chicago. <laughs> that would have taken me a month to get that. I All correct. That.
0: All correct. What about 13 The Night Chicago Died?
2: That is a little one hit wonder. And I hope I'm right. I believe the name of the band is Paper Lace. That is correct. Out, yes, that
0: is uh The Night Chicago Died.
2: Who the hell Paper is Lace? the next person?
0: Brother, what a night it really was. Who's Brother like the- she was a
3: Chicago
1: queen? I mean, All right.
0: what's Well, let me let me uh, skip to fifteen.
1: Chicago that's scene- steady. That's the whole yeah, steady. Yeah, that's a great song too. Great yeah. song. Love that song.
2: So we won, didn't we? You crushed it. Uh, any guesses on fourteen? Mat the Hoople. That's a good guess. It's not, but that's it's one. of I am assuming it's one of like Montrose or one of those seventies bands you don't know. You know Foghat. It is late era Bob Seger oh, oh good Lord. Yes. yeah that's
0: what that's yeah. what's
2: happened to his voice
0: ah that's a
2: strange sounding Bob the Caesar guy who right sang there. against the wind is that yeah. guy yeah by the way speaking of voices that have changed have you heard the new john mellencamp record oh he has a new record no oh yeah Uh-oh. and his voice is shot oh. i mean i it was hard to listen to man he the voice comes on and it's like i've been sleeping outside for a couple of years <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, well, do, him-
1: did, did you read the new york times interview with him where he's like no. i'm still proudly smoking packing a half a day i was like oh, doke.
3: oh man. I,
2: god it, it, actually the next like why you shouldn't smoke ad should just be 30 seconds of this recording i mean it really sounds rough that is rough um all right well nice job on
0: that one this is actually yeah. a lovely a lovely segue into our newest uh segment on The 50 Ooh. Years of Music podcast with 50 year old white guys. Uh, the name of the sex segment is I will not be taking any questions. <laughs> uh, what is the greatest TV series set in Chicago?
2: Oh, good times, that's an easy one. Don't argue with me. The answer is okay, good but times. I would say, Can I silver medal the Bob Newhart show?
0: Yes, you can silver medal the Bob Newhart show, and the Hogan family gets a
2: bronze.
1: First of all, let uh, me ask the question and Bob Newhart is there a temporary layoff? Because if there's not, I'm out.
2: Yeah, there isn't. But that's... I like Easy Credit Ripoff? Is
1: there an Easy Credit Ripoff?
2: There isn't. <laughs> Hanging in a chow line. Yep. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, good times. Awesome show. Damn, damn, damn. All right. Uh, what is the greatest novel set in Chicago?
1: Ooh.
2: The Adventures of Cavalier and Clay is the most recent one I can remember that I really liked by Michael Chabon. Yeah. Uh,
0: Native Traveling Son City.
1: is that your favorite
0: native son gets a, a silver medal it's sister carrie by theodore dreiser it's the greatest i guy hate guy. that
2: book i'm going all in that book bored me to death you know <laughs> a, a, a poor girl can die in fewer than 839 yeah. pages i hate theodore dreiser. i guess you don't understand naturalism
0: oh and finally and i will not be taking any questions what is the greatest movie set in chicago
1: Ooh. It's not the Blues Brothers. We're not going we're not going It go is there. not. Um I'm pretty sure that oh, No, wait. No, nah, I'm I'm going to
2: go, go with the romantic comedy Nothing in Common starring <laughs> Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks. And Armstrong.
1: <laughs> Such a great call. That's a bronze medal. That is hilarious. Right <laughs> That's the one where his dad is Jackie Gleason? Yes
2: yeah and jackie gleason's got um diabetes and he loses his Uh, foot. early tom hanks such a good movie i got an Uh, idea let's make a drama with jackie (laughs) gleason and tom hanks so mount
0: (laughs) mount rushmore uh of sports in chicago it goes bobby hull Michael. No, Jordan. it does
2: not
1: go. let not go Holm. Bobby Hall unless you're a massive racist. Have you lost your
0: mind? I think you're misinterpreting what's happening here. That doesn't mean he's number one on Mount Rushmore. It means he's on Mount Rushmore. All right. So and I'm whatever, taking the prime position t- on Mount Rushmore <laughs> <laughs> is Jordan. I just, I just got called a racist on a po- on a podcast called 50 year old. Like, OK, that was a little so that was a little I'm, dark. Ben, I'm taking ben, ben came uh, hard. I am taking a member from each sport. The four I major knew that's sports. That's what you were doing. All, All right, I know, and that's Logan why you chose first. hockey first. Bobby I'll Hull, just leave it at that Michael Jordan, Walter Payton, Ernie Banks. That is one heck of a Mount Rushmore. Is it the greatest Mount Rushmore for any city in America? Ooh, that's a good question.
1: Oh, that really hurts my feelings. And also, like, yeah, I guess Peyton's the guy, right? We're not going to choose Richard Dent or somebody for the defense.
0: No, I mean, he got, he's one of the greatest running backs
1: ever. He's got the Walter Peyton actually think, No, honestly, I think that it's the 85 Bears defense. It's just all their little heads packed <laughs> into one head.
2: <laughs> Doing the Super Bowl show. Doing the Super Bowl show. Yeah. You
1: could say Gail Sayers, too. I mean, the Chicago 85 I mean, Bears defense was the single most memorable unit of any football team in my lifetime.
0: He'll, Killed my Patriots. Killed them. Was, oh, dude, they just mauled uh, everybody. It was, yeah, Tony Eason, dead. I believe. Tony was Eason is just team, seeing yeah. stars. Um,
2: That's pretty good. I, I cannot think of a city with a better one, two, three, four. I don't think. Uh, all right.
1: I mean, you could go like New York has got a chance. Let's give it chance? to us. Who's your I mean, hockey so first player? First of all, you you put Babe Ruth up there. Yeah. Yep. And that's right there with Jordan. I mean, he's the, he's the unquestionable best guy who ever played the sport. He like crushes okay.
2: Ernie Banks. There's no question.
1: Yeah. Uh, then you're kind of hurt. Oh, you can do Nameith. name it. Name it for football is pretty good.
2: Yeah.
1: Who's um, your hockey? Oh, Messier is a hockey player. Oh, right? Messier, sure.
2: Okay.
1: Um, And then basketball is Bernard King.
0: All right. And I he, go, I mean, I, ready? I go Bobby Orr, Bill Russell, Tom Brady, Ted Williams. That's pretty hey, that's
2: good. That's pretty good. That's yeah, pretty that's good, right, and, and Brady's
1: right there. I mean, he's the unquestionable. He's a douche, and I hate him, but he's unquestionably the greatest player to ever play football. No doubt. The Bay Area I mean,
2: is not bad either because you do Joe Montana, Steph Curry, uh, Barry Bonds, and uh, uh, whoever the greatest San Jose Shark was.
1: <laughs> and also, you don't have a single, you don't have a goat. Curry? Like, like, come on. Curry's well, the of this generation. He, he, he's not, I mean, he's not Jordan. No, he's six. not. Chicago, Jordan. Boston, and New York have a guy that you just slot in. You're like, this is the best person to ever play that sport. Yeah, yeah, you And right. I want to not hear any talking about
2: it. Well,
0: d- he's got the GOAT for steroids.
2: <laughs> yeah, but b- <laughs> Bonds is yes, still not- Yes, because nobody in that list of yours is a cheater. Bonds is still not better than
0: <laughs> Brady. Person. Don't don't bring it. All right, <laughs> oh, we're moving on. Oh, sure. like that. yeah Let's go. We're going to uh, our favorite son from the city of Chicago- Mr. Sam Cook.
1: This song is the B-side to the song Shake by Sam yep. Cooke. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, and uh, 1963, en route to Shreveport, Louisiana, Cook and his wife and his band stop in at the Holiday Inn where they refuse to give them a room. Cook loses it. His wife's like, honey, we have to leave right now. They're going to kill you. They won't give him a room, gets in the car, they drive to downtown Shreveport, go to the one of the hotels that takes African Americans, he gets arrested on the spot for disturbing this piece, piece writes the song. Isn't that amazing? Wow. And I some... uh I've previously covered this, but I, I prefer the Uretha version. I know that's just complete apostasy, but I prefer the Uretha version. Yeah. Uh is that is that alive? Where's that one from? No, no, no. It's on no? uh it's on an air in low demand, right? Yep. It's either on that or Lady Soul. It's I not on, it's on, it's on that on one, one. On it's on the Man. next
2: one. It's on Lady Soul or one of those yeah. other. Ones.
1: Yeah. Um, but it's it, it gets rid of the strings and it's just a piano arrangement, and it's just prettier. And also, she's a better singer than Sam Cook. No, she yeah. is Sam Cooke. Yeah, she's Sam Cook. she's a better singer than anybody. So, so <laughs> I
2: was gonna say she might be the only person you could say that about when you talk about Sam Cooke singing. Oh, yeah,
1: singing. no, for sure. Oh, dude, the first notes of this, oh beautiful. And the emotion you know in his voice. I mean, I,
2: I was late to the Sam Cooke train and then they put out a greatest hit, you know, in the 90s when everybody was buying CDs and they put out a greatest hits of absolutely everybody. They put out Mm -hmm. a Sam Cooke called Portrait of the Artist, I think, like doing a little James Joyce thing. And it was all his biggest hits from 51 to 64. And it's just one unbelievable banger after another. I couldn't believe it's like 23 songs and it's toe tapping gate to gate. And his lesser known things are are fantastic. Like, he's great.
0: Yeah. And his voice is beautiful. You, usually with favorite son or daughter, we pick the uh, highest grossing artist from the city. Um, but I didn't want to pick Yee. I didn't want to pick R. Kelly. So I just went ahead and picked Sam Cooke.
2: I was going to like, say, uh, uh, what's better. that show, Dateline, where the guy's like, you thought you were going to pick the best-selling artist. But you didn't do that, did you? <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, uh, final
0: segment. Then we got to get to our three picks. You guys are working together. It's a cooperative board game. It's like that island. You ever play the cooperative board game where the island is sinking and you're trying yeah, to forbidden work island. together? Yeah, yeah. So you guys are on the same team. Ten
2: alums from Second City. Go. Uh, Amy Poehler. Are we going back and forth. Or just uh, Amy Poehler, Tina Fey. Uh Gilda Radner, John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd, uh
1: Murray, Murray, Murray Bill and Murray, his brother.
2: Uh Brian Doyle Murray. Uh I think Lorraine Newman was second city.
1: Oh, uh, nope. what's the name of the uh mm-hmm. uh the Tommy Boy guy?
2: Oh, Chris Farley? Yeah. Uh does that mean there gotta be other SNL guys who are second city? Was Catan second city? Uh I don't have him.
1: How about John okay. Krasinski
2: from uh nope the office? The office, nope. no. All right. I didn't think that was gonna be that hard.
1: Give We're forgetting us, people.
2: Jimmy.
0: I've I've got so many, I couldn't believe it. Alan Alda, Alan Arkin, Ed Asner. Uh did you guys say John Candy? Yeah. Nope.
1: Oh uh, no, I you thought did. he was Canadian.
0: Yeah, he was. But oh. he and Moranis came down, Martin Short, Steve Carell. Oh, Steve Colbert, uh, Tim Meadows, Valerie Harper, Linda Lavin, uh, Jason Sudeikis. I mean, it goes
2: on and on. Sudeikis is one we on. should have gotten for yeah, sure. Yeah, we should have gotten Sudeikis. I we mean... should have gotten all the SC-
1: SCTV guys. I thought, I thought all they those were guys all Canadian and did SCTV. I didn't realize they came and went to, went to Second yeah. City. That's my bad. I mean, what? A... Have you guys ever been to Second City?
2: I have no. not. Sounds great.
1: I'm going to go. Fun. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. There's improv
0: comedy. At its best. All right. Let's get to our three songs, artists, concerts, events, albums, whatever it could, is.
2: If I could interrupt for a moment. Yeah, please. We're going to have a little role reversal moment. Because oh. for the last 125 podcasts, Tim says, Ben or Jeff, you're first. And then we both wax, wax, very rhapsodic. And, and
1: whaps, we wax a lot, actually. We, whaps, we do
2: a lot of <laughs> waxing. And then Tim clean bats clean up and keeps it short. We are going to switch things up today. I am taking over the host duties for this. And Ooh. Tim is going long, everybody. Ooh. For Tim Plain, opportunity knocks. So I will be batting clean up with a shorter uh, 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 contribution. So wow, who's first, is... Tim or Ben? Uh, 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 I'll go first. Uh Timmy, golly, the floor, this is... as they say, is yours
0: uh this is this is all too much for me i uh i am picking wilco ladies and gentlemen um if if there's a, a band that might come to mind as you hear the expression 50 years of music with 50-year-old white guys that band might just be wilco what my oldest daughter once called sad old man music um that's what i'm going with and I, and i think guys until my late 20s um the band of my life was you too. Um, and it's really been this band, Wilco that's that's kind of been my companion ever since. Probably no accident that it's my best friend of all those years who first introduced me to Wilco. So thank you, Jeff Simons for bringing me Jeff Tweedy. Could we start real quick with forty five seconds of box full of letters?
3: Got a box full of letters, I think you might like to read some things that you might like to see, but they're all addressed to me. I wish I had a lot of answers. Cause that's the way it should be. But all these questions be directed at me. I just can't find the time to write my mind the
0: way I want it to read. I picked this song because it so clearly um, marks my 20s. You know, I, I just can't find the time to write my mind the way I want it to, to read. The, the, the struggles of being in your 20s, of trying to figure out what you want to say, of trying to figure out what your voice is. Meanwhile, as you're juggling... Some sort of relationship, um, maybe not going as well as it could have. And you've got this box full of letters, and what the heck do I do with it? That kind of confusion, uh, I think, defines one's 20s. Um, Jeff, you were actually much more mature and further along than I was career wise in your 20s because you went yeah, to college. Happened. <laughs> Um, and to think that that this guy is writing songs like this um, and gets his the start like the first album that uncle tupelo records is right down the street from northeastern uh in boston massachusetts right when i was there and somehow i missed them for about what i guess four or five years before i finally caught up to them but it's like this guy is singing my song (laughs)
1: <laughs> by the way jeff do you agree with this this song is about Ferrar. this song is about breaking up the band i think mm. so and that's why it's so deep it's like he's, he's in his 20s and i'm like the, the, the dude hasn't had like a horrible divorce or something where there's a lot of questions about it you know what i mean like your breakups yeah. in the 20s are like yeah i broke up next thing um unless it's like this sort of thing and the and the the questions that i the people want me to answer is so about that
2: yeah. relationship
1: and it's just general sadness for not having his friend anymore so good
2: Yep, it's, so the, it's the. I think it's the best song on the first record. I'm saying that without looking at all the uh, all the other things, but uh, it's
1: a fantastic live acoustic. Just oh, him song too. It's yeah. even yes. better, in my opinion, live acoustic yeah. by him.
2: Yep. Yeah. And the new, the new the 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 version of Wilco that has been Wilco for the last 15 years. That's the final stable version. Plays the hell out of this song.
1: Oh yeah, they man! Played, they just played this in Knoxville.
2: Yeah. I mean, they play it a little bit faster and a little bit more aggressive. And it's just it's great. It's a it's a great song. All right. I'm going
0: quick because I got a lot to do here. Uh, Theologians. First minute. to get t- super super autobiographical with you guys here. Y- you all know I was I was raised Roman Catholic. And in the late 90s and 2000s um with the with the church's sex scandal, it's just like what is this all about? H- how in the world can I can I fit such an institution into my life um when it when I feel it's it's betrayed me and betrayed so many people to this level and this album comes out and it's the the same year as the the death of my older sister who became more and more catholic um the sicker she became and and so i was really struggling uh with the church and and with grief and everything and and it's like tweety's there for me singing the song like you know it's a, you got your own light you got your own inner light and you don't need theologians coming along telling you about your relationship with with kind of what's bigger than yourself. Uh, it's like a song I needed. Like one thing was settled in my life. I'm in my 30s. I'm happily married. And yet there are still these struggles. And it seems like Tweety has graduated to them as well and is there for me uh, as
1: a guide. That's amazing. Um, I actually have a Wilco song that's my understanding of religion. Oh, and you guess what it is? There is another one. Um,
0: it's, in Quakerism, a lot, we talk the,
1: about the light that you the light, carry in what every light. Person. Yeah. What, what light, light. Yeah. isn't that a fantastic, yeah, religious a good song. song? Yeah. So good.
0: Ugh, go Quakers. Um, yeah, so that's my, uh, that's my song from the 30s. And then I wanted you to play just off the latest album. The, the guy's been with me my whole life, and Cruel Country has this song called Hints.
3: Do you remember when we would forget? When we were, I guess, an empty continent We stretched our necks to here below the decks But our fears were never real enough So we would just project There is no middle when the other side would rather kill than compromise There is no middle when the other side would rather kill than compromise Adjust your eyes to the light
0: the the struggles of being middle-aged are so different than the struggles of being in your 20s um and and i love how he's identifying that like the these fears that we used to have to project um and now now they're they're more real and they're more substantial and yet and yet we have each other and yet you know put your hand in mine um and we're gonna we're gonna get through it um yeah
2: ben's gonna Ben's going to hate this, but the song for me that uh, I think is one of the most beautiful love songs ever written, and Ben thinks I'm a complete nut, and it's actually the middle ground between like a sacred song and a secular song, and a relationship Mm. song for me is On and On and On from Sky Blue Sky, which I think is just the most beautiful, realistic understanding of a long-term relationship. On and On and On, We'll Be Together Yet, Please Don't Cry, We're Designed to Die, Like. There's something about that song that I find so unbelievably comforting. Like, this is going to end, so know that and go out the yard to quote Toni Morrison, right? Like, just <laughs> you know, you don't have every day, so have the days that you have and try not to make a mess of as many of them as you can. I find it, I just love that. Song. I've loved it from the second I heard it. It, it I. I think I actually started weeping the first time I heard it. And I read it as this beautiful, re- resigned, we will do the best we can with the time that we have. And uh, I know Ben disagrees with me because we've had this argument like 11 times. But for me, that's the my version of hints is uh, that it's
0: one. It's on and on and on. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know if you guys read his memoir, Let's Go So We Can Get Back. But I wanted to leave you with this this little passage here. Um, for 14 years now, I've been happy to be in his care. He's talking about his therapist. And I feel that consistency gives my life a lot of balance. I wouldn't have had if I started pretending that I didn't still have room to grow and things to learn about how distorted things can appear to my addict mind. Making the, these songs, arguing over the minutia with Tom, his engineer, it's all that matters. Whether any of it comes out or doesn't come out doesn't ultimately concern me. I mean, I'd love to have people hear as much of what I create as possible, but I don't worry about it too much. I think that's the secret to this line of work. You have to be okay with music being a great thing to do and not rely on it to be the thing that makes you rich or even the thing that pays all of your bills. As long as it's something that makes you feel better and you wake up every morning wanting to get back in the studio to make something else then there's not much anyone can fucking do to ruin it. You can find an audience. You can take your time. You can find your voice. You can find new ways to express yourself. You can explore it. You can get better at it. If you keep it close, no one can take that from you. It exists. The beautiful part has existed, and it will continue to exist.
2: You know what he's talking about there is podcasting. He's talking about this podcast, <laughs> you're damn right he is. You're damn right. No, beautiful Good stuff. Enough. Beautiful I stuff. You're outdoing
1: to... yourself. You're outdoing yourself, man. Uh, I know he did homework. Beautiful. He's reading I love,
0: from the book. I love the guy. I respect him as an artist. I think he's cool. Um, he's funny as all get out. Um, my and sister, uh... my sister tweeted something that his wife liked. And and if you get if you get uh, his wife, what's his wife's name, Jeff? Is it Sue. Susie? Yeah, Sue. If you get Sue liking your stuff on Instagram or whatever.
2: That's pretty so cool a, too. I actually am a, I belong to Substack, Substack Casual. I'm a 20 yeah. subscriber. So I got this cool mug. I got, nice. he sent me a hat that is now my daughter's favorite oh. hat. And, uh, and he, he'll talk to you. Like I've, I've commented in a couple of his uh, little posts and he writes right back. And um, yeah, he's done an incredible job coming back from the brink. Yes. Like, almost blowing it dark uh, dark place yeah uh and and more power to them great job timmy thanks buddy all right ben no 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 Uh, i'm hosting ben sorry what do you got i'm doing (laughs) tim's lines good stuff what do you got ben
1: along with uh jeff i'm going to be brisk I had some feedback from uh, one of our number one podcast listeners in Indiana oh, no. Cannon that our podcasts are now too long. Oh, no. That was one. And then she also said, what's the difference between Robert Johnson and Muddy Water? I don't understand that. And I was like, that was an hour and a half episode. We explained it to you. <laughs> <laughs> you should look into the listening. But she was like, it's too long. That's the problem. Oh, so it's tough. Get out okay, there. Okay. Wow. tough Get out there. Someone's getting um, geared up for a campaign. You know, Chicago is my kind of town. And Chicago has a bevy of possible artists to choose. I'm not going to choose Kanye West for reasons previously discussed, uh, which is sad because he's one of my favorite artists, period. And he's definitely my favorite artist from Chicago. Um, And then I went through several different options. I went through Common. Um, I actually thought really hard about doing the Staple Singers, Staple Singers are so unbelievably great. Um, And the song, Will the Circle Be Unbroken, just got me through the death of India's dad. And it's been a mainstay ever since. Um, But my actual favorite artist, who's not Kanye West from Chicago, is Chance the Rapper. Uh, Just a huge, gigantic Chance the Rapper fan. He's like legit from Chicago. He's in, uh, I think he goes to a private high school in Chicago. His parents are both professionals. His dad was actually an advisor to Obama and some other political people. So I'm
0: super psyched because I need uh, a point of access to Chance the Rapper.
1: He's I, caught I, I'm uh, with marijuana uh, at the school. And so they send him home for a 10 day suspension. Oh, and in his home studio, he records the 10 day mixtape. And that's where it launches. <laughs> and um, up until recent times, they were all mixtapes. He declined to join a label. He put everything out for free. He's a super cool, badass guy. Um, Acid Rap is his second more professional, but still pretty unprofessional um, offering. And that uh, features a whole bunch of Childish Gambino. Like those two guys are working together and he's on Childish Gambino songs and and uh, Chances on his songs. So they're going back and forth. Um, so that's like the the, the his beginnings. Um, acid Rap is great. It's too long. It's too long, but it's great. Then he puts out these weird records under the Donnie the Trumpet name. And he puts together a whole band. He's got a trumpet player named Donnie. And so he puts out a record called this. I think it's called The Social Experiment with Donnie the trumpet being the the name of the artist. And uh, it's not great, but it has a exceptional, unbelievably great rap song called Sunday Candy. And Sunday Candy makes it onto the Obama listening list and it launches his career. Like he goes from zero to 100 right there. I actually was in on it at the acid rap level, um, but he becomes a major artist with Sunday Candy. And then the next record, Coloring Book, is his best record. Um, and that record's got a bunch of Kanye West stuff on it. And he's on a bunch of Kanye West songs, um, including Ultralight Beam. I played his verse for Ultralight Beam. I love it so much. Um, I've seen him three times. One of the times, me, Dahlia, and her buddy Maya, Get into the car in Knoxville, Tennessee, drive to Greensboro, North Carolina. Let's to see go. Chance the Rapper together and then drive back home. That's a long day. There's a great picture of the three of us with the confetti coming down at the end of the show, just grinning ear to ear. And Dahlia's got like a little crooked three hat. He's uh, three is one of his signs Chance the Rapper three. Um, and uh, it's just like an all time memory for me. So much fun, such a great, fantastic experience. He straddles the line between rap and gospel, and he's got an explicit religious thing, Sunday Candy, somebody's grandmother has got a bunch of religious stuff in it. um, And there's there's more explicit religious stuff in Coloring Book. um, And it totally works for me. Like he uh, comes in and out of it. And it's weird. It's almost a little bit like the Aretha thing, where it's like, this is an artist that straddles both sides of the line. Um, rather than choose one of the religious songs, I'm going to choose, uh, it's like a minute fifty-seven. All time just banger. All night.
3: Come on, big fella, you drunk, big fella. Two sips and now you want a trip, big fella. You not a drinker. I can see it all in your leg, big fella. You wildly, big fella, you finna fall. Sit down, you drunk, big fella. All night of the chicken on 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 Everybody outside everybody outside wanna pull up outside all night though Everybody high five everybody wanna smile everybody wanna lie that's nice though no. Oh now you wanna chill, oh now you wanna build, oh now you got the bill, that's cool though Oh now you got the gas, oh now you wanna laugh, oh now you need a cab, that's true though All you do is talk, I ain't got shit to say Can't no one get, one get in my car, I don't even ballet. Long discussions, oh you my cousin, no you wasn't, you just wanna ride You, you just wanna want talk about want politics, want politics Chicago shit and rock you know shit you know Shut up. Up. Start dancing, ho yeah. All
1: night after chicken, all you was my cousin. No, you wasn't. You just want to talk about Chicago shit. <laughs> best. <laughs> the best. i um, uh, been to Chicago a whole bunch of times. One of my most memorable trips, I organized this big group trip of uh four different couples from our neighborhood. And we all went to Chicago together. We stayed in three different Airbnbs with our kids. And then uh, our kids and the Schimmel's kids were old enough to babysit. So we had babysitters for all the kids. And I got Um, us reservations at a really fancy three star Michelin place called Alanea in Chicago. And we were at the chef's table in the back in a glass box. And like, we've got the wine pairing. And so we're drunk as hell. And it was a fantastic, unbelievable, exceptional meal. And as they come out with the dessert, they play that song just to (laughs) set the setting for Chicago. And I've been drinking all night so good never forget it and i absolutely love that one
2: that is so cool great pick Ch- you know as you know i i uh i have a hit and miss quality with uh rap music post a certain era but Chance the rapper is undeniable so fun so fun he's also um a supremely underrated guest on saturday night live do you How remember the skit Do you remember the skit where he's obviously murdered his parents and put them in the refrigerator? (laughs) And it's a Sunny Delight ad. (laughs) And he's trying to serve. He's like, yeah, I got all kinds of things. I got purple stuff. I got Sunny D. And like, where are your parents? I don't know. So I got this other stuff. I got (laughs) lemonade. He's like, what do you mean you don't know where your parents are? And it's like, why is there a belt around the refrigerator? It's so funny. It's, he's, he's so good in it because the, the ad is hilarious, but he's particularly hilarious in it. And I'm a I I appreciate that a ton.
1: All right, Jeff, and, close this out, man. Yeah, let's go, Jeff. Now,
2: I'm going back to the well with my my uh with Rockford, Illinois finest. I'm not gonna bore everybody with um more history on these guys, but I'm gonna try to think about why. <laughs> Um, Cheap Trick is one of those bands where um, people are either aware of them, or uh, indifferent to them, or they're just slobbering superfans. And a lot <laughs> of my really close musician friends and I, Cheap Trick is one of those talismans we pass back and forth. Like Jellyfish is the other one. Like I have, I know like a dozen professional musicians who think Jellyfish is the greatest thing that ever happened, and Cheap Trick is the other. And I have loved this band so much since the second i first heard them when i was eight years old and i was really trying to figure out why it is because they're terrible through the 80s like they have like a 15 year period where they make one terrible record after another the flame but there's something about the first four or five cheap trick records yeah that i just never could could stop loving them i still listen to them a lot i listen to cheap trick on purpose once a month and i mean i know these records really well. And I will just get in a mood where I'm driving home and I'm, you know, I'll just put one on Spotify and I'm, it's not like I'm transported back to like a time in my life that I, am I mean, I was like nine when these records came out. So I think there's something about the, the timelessness of this kind of rock music for me, right? The two guitars, bass and drum, there's just enough aggression for it to feel a little bit like punk rock. There's a ton of Beatles in it with the harmonies. There's a ton of Stones in it with the dirtiness. Um and there's just a classic American work ethic quality. Like these guys started together in 1969 and it's and everybody who's still alive is still in the band basically and they've just gone after it year after year after year and they still they're still like way better live than they had any any business being for their old men and they're still jumping around and 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 they're they pulled off somehow the irony of being in a rock band like being self-aware of how silly rock music is without making the music silly and so few bands have been able to pull that off right like we are self-consciously goofy and the goofiness doesn't dampen the quality of the experience of listening to the music. It's right. certainly Fish's big Achilles heel, right? And like right. a lot of other bands, like, like you go see Dread Zeppelin and you're like, that was fun, but you're never going to pull out a Dread Zeppelin record and put it on. And like, right. cheap trick, the guy's playing a six neck guitar and flinging picks <laughs> into the audience. And like it's <laughs> this, you know, boom, crash, is dumb shit going on. And there's something like midwesternly like taking the piss out of yourself charming about it for me but it's really just like these guys wrote 40 great songs right out of the bag right out just right out of the gate boom and they probably wrote them over the 10 years that nobody knew who they were but um i'm going to play a song nobody that is not one of the big hits a song called oh candy i think it's the. oh no i'm not playing Candy. i'm playing hello kitties which is the first cheap trick song i ever heard Okay. I bought their their uh solo record for a dollar at the used record store cuz I thought the cover was really cool. This black and white and the logo and this these four like like, you know, rock and roll guys. But just the first minute of this has so much cool stuff going on and and uh I love to use that line like everything I love about rock music is in this song. And this is just one of those bands where that's just for, in their first four or five years and then in and these wonderful kind of other moments here and there, they just pull that off. So a little cheap trick. Let's go. is a little bit different than the previous one and his voice gets bigger and then the verse turns the chords around like it's if you listen to the whole three and a half it's 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 clever without being annoyingly clever um and i just i love the sound of the drums i love the sound of the guitar i just uh i can't shake them yeah so uh they're my chicago band and i don't have anything new to say i don't have nothing i have much new to add to the conversation Except Did we, that, we already
1: argue about this exact album? Is this the album you chose? Uh, no, I
2: chose um, "Surrender." I chose "Heaven Tonight" because yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I knew I was going to be up against it. But uh, I'd love so to. His, it,
1: it,
0: as that song goes on, you hear different uh, songs along the way. Um, I'd love to know how many artists you talk about. People bringing up Jellyfish and bringing up Cheap Trick. I'd love to know, like, how many singers, how many bands, point to Cheap Trick as an influence
2: yeah me too and
0: do I you jeff simons I mean, do you
2: yeah oh god yeah <laughs> i rip them off constantly are you kidding <laughs> you gotta start throwing picks that's what you gotta start doing i wish i had i wish i could be one-tenth as cool as these guys but like when my fr- my friend i have a friend who's in a, a a very well he's been on the show jerry from train who's been on our yeah, show yeah. sure when he's at a big fancy music festival when they, you know he plays like you know a festival with like 60 bands on it yeah he he'll, he'll take pictures of the ones he's most excited about and send it to me during the show. And so like yeah, I'll and whenever Cheap Trick's on the bill, like he's side stage and will send me like forty five pictures of Cheap Trick, like <laughs> from so twenty five different angles. Like trick. they're playing Surrender, they're playing, and like <laughs> they're both just totally geeking out for forty five minutes. Uh, and like huh. and he's there, like he's there with much bigger bands and and fancier people, and like I don't get sent pictures of that, like. But when he's hanging trick. out with Taylor Swift, I don't get a picture. But when he's with when he's with Rick Nielsen, I get eight of them. You know what I mean?
1: Like... <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm right. sure I've told this story before. Yeah. Uh, first, I don't I don't care for a cheap trick and I've given them every opportunity. Uh, <laughs> second, <laughs> uh, you've made Scott Schimmel very pleased, Jeez. very, oh, very God. pleased because yeah. uh, we've played poker at various different houses. One of the houses at Scott Schimmel's house. Right. And so one time we show up for poker and he's like, guess what? I got a turntable and I'm like, rock on, man. That's great. I know you've got a bunch of vinyl. That's going to be really fun. And he's like, "Oh don't no, no. I, I stopped special on the way home. And I got a single album that we're going to listen to tonight while we play poker. And it's the this whole. album it's the first cheap trick record. <laughs> <Fantastic>. <laughs> he puts it on that first song comes on and I'm like, I'm trying to be nice. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, make it all the way through the first side. Hello, kiddies. Daddy should have stayed in high school. Tax Men, Mr. Thief, cry, cry and Oh candy. Oh, God. he gets up to go turn the record over. I'm like, oh, no, you don't. Oh, no, you don't. That'll do. That'll do Scott Schivel. And he was like, what are you talking about? I was like, Ted Blue. We're not listening to that anymore. Get the speaker. I'm DJing from now on. And he Amazing. looks around the table for help. And just everyone's yeah. looking down at their cards. Just nothing. Just uh... crickets chirping in the hope that someday I will hook up my phone and play something listenable.
2: dude the next time i'm hanging with scott he and i are going to go hard on the live at the whiskey box set from 1977 that just came out four and a half hours of live cheap trick
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right gentlemen good work uh today uh, Chicago, we'll figure out where we're going next. Uh, next time That's we fine. talk,
2: we, we did call the Texas episode part one. So we might need to swiggle our way back down to Texas at some I disagree. point. In the next That's the year.
1: disrespect Texas deserves. That's awesome. Wow. I love wow. that part one, never to be seen again. Uh yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what, uh, uh what Texas, well, gets. Dude, as long as we're going North Minneapolis is next. So uh. we've,
0: got, we've got a listener who's given us lots and lots of info in Minneapolis. I hope it's an email form and not a tweet. Because our Twitter account is dead forever. Oh uh, yeah, happened? I worked with the people at Twitter, uh, and they said they will not let us back in because I cannot prove it is mine. What I was, I was like, what do you want me to like quote some tweets to you? And they said, no, this this case is now closed. <laughs> that's it. They didn't respond. Uh, you it, know, if
2: you do have some kind of white power salute, they'll probably put you right back on.
0: Well, I think that's the thing. Twitter is working um, with with a skeleton crew. So it's on to threads for the 50 years of music podcast. On to threads, let's go. Okay. All right. All right. Jimmy. I, well done. I man. think Mark Zuckerberg is a, a nicer guy, right? Is that check out? Oh, Seriously. totally. I out of the frying the pan
1: into the fire. <laughs> All right. Minneapolis is great. That's going to be you amazing. Later. Bye, later. Bye, friends. Hey, what's happening out there, everybody? This is Lawrence Ross, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about my podcast, The Lawrence Ross Show. Egomaniac. It's a two-hour weekly exploration into my mind. I also do sketches, celebrity impersonations. You're out of order! And I also do song parodies. Not too shabby for a blind guy. Not
3: only are you visually impaired, but you are geographically impaired.
1: New episodes are released every Friday. Check it out on your favorite podcasting platform, or listen to it here on Society 13 on ElectroCast. Cast.